0: Section 22 of The Watergate Report, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Colleen McMahon. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 3, Chapter 8 The Hughes-Rebozo Investigation and Related Matters, Part 15. I. The Florida Nixon for President Committee Account. Mr. Rebozo maintained an account in the Key Biscayne Bank in the name of the Florida Nixon for President Committee Account Number 1 0455. Although efforts have been made to obtain a copy of this account, and Rebozo promised to furnish a copy of the account to the committee, he has failed to do so. Mr. Rebozo was a signator to this account. And at least $426.87 was used from this campaign fund for the personal benefit of President Nixon. On February 19, 1969, Rebozo issued his own check in this amount of $426.87 to reimburse the campaign account. The check stub for check number 3867 reads Reimbursement of various bills advanced for RMN Personal. On April 14, 1969, Rebozo issued check number 1150 against funds in the Florida Nixon for President Committee account, payable to Herbert W. Kalmbach, for the amount of $216.18. Part of these funds were subsequently used to pay expenses of Jack Caulfield, who conducted special investigatory work for John Ehrlichman the following day mr rebozo issued a check for six thousand dollars payable to thomas h wakefield special account drawn on the florida nixon for president committee and thereupon opened a new account the thomas h wakefield special account number two dash one six nine one in the key biscayne bank the signatories were thomas h wakefield and charles g rebozo with either one authorized to sign no address was shown for the mailing of statements the only notation being hold statements. Rebozo has testified that the $6,000 represented funds that were owed to him for one thing or another. He further testified that he was worried about how it might look if he wrote a check to himself. He testified that he created this special account in his attorney's name and wrote a check to it in order to receive the funds without drawing them to attention. Rebozo continued to sign all checks or authorized charges until the final closing of this account. The funds in this account were dispersed by Rebozo in the same manner as he handled the funds in the Florida Nixon for President Committee account, except that now the nature of the funds, that is, campaign funds, was concealed through the use of said special account. Disbursements from this account were as follows. Date, May 6, 1969, paid to... Herbert W. Kalmbach amount two hundred dollars. Remarks subsequently paid to Jack Caulfield. May twenty third, nineteen sixty nine, bank charge for checks four dollars sixty six cents. May twenty ninth, nineteen sixty nine, Pitney Bowes, Inc. one hundred twenty four dollars eighty cents. Invoice number sixty five dash one eight two four zero eight. July twenty fifth, nineteen sixty nine. Herbert W. Kalmbach, $1,000, subsequently paid to Tony Ulasewicz, September 10, 1969, Thunderbird Studio, $108.16, balance due, pictures at reception of President Nixon. June 28, 1972, Wakefield, Hewitt & Webster Trust Account, Number 1-673, $4,562.38, USE DISCUSSED BELOW TOTAL $6,000 Rebozo has refused a committee request that he provide documents showing the purpose of the original transfer of $6,000 of campaign funds to the Thomas H. Wakefield Special Account. It will be noted that this special account, derived from 1968 campaign funds, maintained a balance of $4,562.38 for almost three years. On June 28, 1972, Rebozo closed it out by transferring the funds through an advice of charge to the Wakefield, Hewitt, and Webster Trust account Number 1-673 in the Key Gain Bank. The same day, a check was issued for $5,000 against account 1-673, and the proceeds of this check were deposited in the Wakefield, Hewitt, and Webster Trust account number 11-611-1, in the first national bank of miami also on the same day a check was issued from this account purchasing a cashier's check from the first national bank of miami payable to harry winston in the amount of 5000 dollars these funds were used to purchase platinum diamond earrings a birthday gift to mrs nixon from president nixon as indicated here and after j purchase of earrings for mrs nixon from harry winston the records of harry winston a jeweler in new york city reflect that on march 17 1972 a set of platinum diamond earrings containing tops 16 pear-shaped diamonds bottoms two pear-shaped diamonds two tapered baguette diamonds were delivered to lieutenant commander alex larzelier who was then attached to the white house staff the consignment slip of march 17 1972 indicates in handwriting, Rosemary, in the upper left-hand corner. Lieutenant Commander Larzellier delivered the earrings to his superior at the White House, and was told that they were for President Nixon's gift to his wife on her birthday. On the copies of the bills addressed to President Richard Nixon, as indicated in handwriting of the salesman, please send to Rosemary Woods. The full cost of these earrings is shown as $5,650, with payment being made as follows, according to Harry Winston's records. Paid to President Richard M. Nixon, amount $5,000, deposited at First National Bank of Miami. President Richard M. Nixon, $560, Riggs National Bank. Rosemary Woods, $90, First National Bank of Washington. Total, $5,650. The $5,000 check, as previously stated, was a cashier's check drawn on the First National Bank of Miami and derived from the Wakefield, Hewitt, and Webster Trust Account number 11-611-1 in the First National Bank. The funds in this account were transferred from the Wakefield Firm Trust Account Number 1-673 in the Key Biscayne Bank and $4,562.38 was received by the firm's trust account from the Thomas Wakefield Special Account No. 2-1691 in the Key Biscayne Bank. The funds in the special account were derived from the Florida Nixon for President Committee. Therefore, $4,562.38 of funds originally derived from campaign contributions were used to purchase platinum diamond earrings. This complex four-stage process of payment for this gift concealed the fact that the funds originated from contributions to the 1968 campaign and were ultimately used by rebozo on behalf of president nixon k president nixon beneficiary of loan notes signed by c g rebozo the examination of the president's assets and liabilities dated august 20 1973 by the accounting firm of coopers and liebrand noted that the president had purchased property at 500 Bay Lane, Key Biscayne, Florida, consisting of land, building, and furnishings, on December 19, 1968, from Senator George A. Smathers for $125,000. Their report also noted the President had purchased land at 516 Bay Lane for $127,928, and the down payments for these properties came from the proceeds of a loan obtained in the amount of $65,000 on December 19, 1968, from the First National Bank of Miami. When President Nixon acquired the Key Biscayne properties, he assumed the existing mortgages and a note for $65,000, which was executed by C.G. Rebozo with the First National Bank of Miami. This note was dated December 19, 1968 payable 32 days later at 7% interest. The proceeds of this note were used to pay the owners of the property as follows. Paid to Senator and Mrs. George A. Smathers Amount $43,497 Manuel Arca Jr. and Avora Bonnet de Arca $20,243 Closing expenditures $643 Total Sixty-four thousand three hundred eighty-three dollars, cash remitted to President Nixon, six hundred and seventeen dollars, total sixty-five thousand dollars. Wakefield stated that Rebozo paid him legal fees incurred for the purchase of five hundred and five sixteen Bay Lane, and he considered Rebozo to be his client for said purchase. This transaction handled by Rebozo not only provided the president with the key biscayne properties without the investment of any funds on his part in fact the president received six hundred and seventeen dollars but the obligation on the sixty five thousand dollar note was accepted by c g rebozo in this connection the liability ledger includes this sixty five thousand dollar loan in the name of richard m and patricia r nixon while the demand tickler sheet was in the name of c g rebozo Although this loan was due January 20, 1969, it was changed on that date to a demand loan and was not paid until September 4, 1969. On that date, Mr. Richard Stearns, Senior Vice President of the Key Biscayne Bank, forwarded a cashier's check charged to the President's account in the Key Biscayne Bank with letter reading as follows. Enclosed, you will find our cashier's check number 10864, in the amount of $65,763.75, of which $65,000 is payment on the principal note of Mr. C. G. Rebozo, and $763.75 for interest. In the report of the Joint Committee on Internal Revenue Taxation, on their examination of President Nixon's tax returns, evidence was adduced that on March 12, 1973, The sum of $65,000 was transferred from the President's account to Mr. Rebozo as a three-year loan payable to Mrs. Patricia Cox at 8% interest. This amount was part of the proceeds of the sale of property on December 28, 1972, which property had been acquired by the President from Cape Florida Development, Inc. L. Summary of Total Payments on Behalf of President Nixon A summary of the payments made by Rebozo on behalf of the President, as disclosed from documents and interviews discussed herein, reflects a pattern of Rebozo expenditures of at least $50,000. The committee has obviously not been able to identify conclusively all the payments made by Rebozo, as the pertinent records desired from Rebozo and his key Biscayne Bank and Trust Company have never been produced and Rebozo has refused to comply with subpoenas duques tecum served on him. Any further investigation by other investigatory bodies should focus initially on obtaining the trust account records from the Key Biscayne Bank that this committee has been unable to obtain. While the committee has been unable to determine, based on documents received to date, if the transfer of $65,000 to Mr. Rebozo on March 12, 1973 was related in any way to the note Mr. Rebozo signed on behalf of President Nixon for $65,000, the committee's letter to Mr. St. Clair of June 6, 1974, asked for any information or documents from the president which might clarify any relationship between the two transactions. The letter inquired, The committee would appreciate learning under what circumstances Mr. Rebozo incurred the above-described obligation, referring to the signing of the note and what, if any, consideration he received for incurring said obligation. As noted below, the committee received a response to its letter from Counsel St. Clair, which failed to respond to any of the specific issues raised by the committee's inquiry. M. $20,000 cash funds in Rebozo's possession, September 1969. Since 1964, Rebozo has followed the practice of preparing and mailing to banks from which he has received loans, A financial statement, as of September 1st of each year, showing his assets, liabilities, net worth, and other financial data. Of interest in connection with his September 1st, 1969 financial statement is the fact that he included therein cash on hand of $20,000. As the evidence tended to show, this is the month during which Richard Danner delivered a $50,000 campaign contribution from Howard Hughes to B.B. Rebozo. Specifically, the financial statement executed on October 9, 1969 and mailed to the manufacturer's Hanover Trust Company showing his assets, liabilities, and net worth as of September 1, 1969 includes as cash on hand and unrestricted in banks, $23,741.36. Mr. Rebozo's checking account number 1-34 in the Key Biscayne Bank shows a balance, as of September 1, 1969, of $3,741.36. The difference between the amount in the bank, $3,741.36, and the amount shown on his financial statement, $23,741.36, is $20,000, which sum would have to be currency. It is of interest to note that the following year, September 1, 1970, Rebozo's financial statement shows cash on hand and unrestricted in banks $44,691.20. This amount agrees to the penny with the balance in Rebozo's bank account number 1 34 at the Key Biscayne Bank. When questioned at executive session on March 21, 1974, Rebozo denied the $20,000 represented cash. He stated that funds in a savings account in a bank in Key West were included in his cash. However, the documentation he forwarded to the committee does not support his statement, since the amount in the savings account of the first federal savings and loan of Key West, Florida is in the name of Monroe Land and Title Company, and the balance is less than $2,000. When questioned on March 21, 1974, Robozo also denied that the $20,000 was cash that Richard Danner had brought to him as part of the Hughes contribution. In addition, Rebozo was asked if he ever had a sum of $50,000 in cash since January 1, 1969, to which Rebozo answered, no, I never had that much cash, not deposited. Mr. Rebozo was also questioned as to whether he had ever loaned any money to the President since January 1, 1969, and answered, I haven't, but the bank has. Wait a minute, not since January of 1969, though. Rebozo was also asked, and have you ever given any gifts of cash or stock or any other negotiable commodity of value in excess of $1,000 to the president? Mr. Rebozo answered no. Rebozo was also asked, have you ever cashed any checks in excess of $10,000 in the president's behalf for cash? And again, Rebozo answered no. In addition to the expenditures already commented upon, Rebozo's personal bank records furnished to the committee reveal he issued personal checks for a variety of expenses incurred on President Nixon's Key Biscayne properties between January 24, 1969 and May 12, 1970, which checks total $832.32. Of this sum, Rebozo's records reflect he received one reimbursement from the President in the amount of $127.77 on February 14, 1969. The records maintained by the President's accountant reviewed by the committee also reflects that the President had made only one reimbursement of $127.77 through May 31, 1973. N. The President's Response In a letter of June 6, 1974, Chairman Irvin and Vice Chairman Baker furnished most of the above-described information to Mr. James St. Clair, counsel to the President the letter noted as its purpose that the committee has received certain evidence that may relate to information and documents in possession of the president or his representatives we wish to afford the president an opportunity to comment on this material prior to the filing of this report we would appreciate any assistance you can provide in clarifying the issues set forth below and in aiding us in reviewing this evidence Information provided will be especially helpful in those areas where the committee has not had access to all available documents and where systematic analysis has been impossible since only random documentation has been provided us. On June 24, 1974, the committee received a response to its letter from Mr. St. Clair in behalf of the President. After characterizing the committee's letter and indicating he had reviewed it with the President on June 20, 1974, Mr. St. Clair makes two general responses. The President has made public an audit of his affairs, dated August 20, 1973, certified by Coopers and Lybrand, which, he is confident, reflected fully his receipts and expenditures for the period covered. I believe that the only useful comment that can be made in response to your letter is to convey the President's assurance that he never instructed C. G. Rebozo to raise and maintain funds to be dispersed for the president's personal behalf nor so far as he knows was this ever done as a result the president through his counsel has failed to respond to any of the specific inquiries delineated in the committee's letter and therefore has not provided information that might assist the committee in its review of these matters Oh, rebozo's response when mr rebozo was questioned at an executive session the committee did not have in its possession information which disclosed Rebozo's substantial expenditures on behalf of President Nixon. He was asked if on occasion he had paid miscellaneous bills for 500 Bay Lane. Rebozo replied in the affirmative, and when he was asked if he had been reimbursed for these expenditures, he answered, yes, I say, usually I'm not going to nitpick with the president. If there's something I think he should have, I might just go ahead and do it without even him knowing about it. He just doesn't concern himself at all with financial problems ever. He never has. The committee has subpoenaed from Rebozo and from the Key Biscayne Bank and Trust Company records of expenditures during the relevant periods paid for or on behalf of President Richard Nixon, Rosemary Woods, F. Donald Nixon, Donald A. Nixon, and Edward Nixon. Rebozo had, both individually and in his capacity as president of the Key Biscayne Bank and Trust Company, Refused to produce these records. After the facts discussed above were developed by the committee, a subpoena was issued for Rebozo's appearance and served on his attorney, thus providing Rebozo with an opportunity to respond. His attorney informed the committee that Rebozo had left the country and that he was no longer authorized to accept service on Rebozo's behalf. P. Other recipients of campaign funds. As noted above, the committee received evidence that Rebozo advised Kalmbach that he had furnished part of the funds received from Hughes to the president's brothers. Both F. Donald and Edward Nixon have denied under oath to the select committee having received any funds or gifts from Mr. Charles G. Rebozo. The committee, however, has been unable to make a conclusive determination as to whether Messrs. Edward or F. Donald Nixon received any of the proceeds of the Hughes contribution to Rebozo due to the failure and refusal of both to comply with the subpoena duces tecum, which sought certain documents and records deemed by the committee pertinent to its inquiry, and to testify after being advised questions would relate to whether either received the proceeds of campaign contributions. The chart on the following page traces currency and bank funds controlled by C.G. Rebozo and expended for the benefit of President Nixon and others. The figures reflected in the chart do not reflect necessarily all such possible transactions due to Mr. Rebozo's failure to comply fully with subpoenas served on him for records relating to those transactions. The chart does reflect, however, the flow of cash currency, in and out of three trust accounts, and a special account, all in the name of Mr. Rebozo's attorney, Thomas H. Wakefield. The chart also reflects amounts expended for alterations, additions, and improvements on the President's Key Biscayne properties, and for other items purchased in his behalf. The chart, for example, shows that $6,000 of campaign contributions were deposited in the Florida Nixon for President Committee, which funds were later transferred to the Thomas H. Wakefield Special Account at the Key Biscayne Bank. The chart then shows the flow of $4,562.38 from the Wakefield Special Account, To the wakefield hewitt and webster trust account and on the same date five thousand dollars was withdrawn from said trust account and deposited in the wakefield hewitt and webster trust account at the first national bank of miami on the same date as that transfer a cashier's check was purchased at the first national bank of miami which was furnished to harry winston a jeweler in new york for the purchase of platinum and diamond earrings furnished by President Nixon to his wife on her birthday in March of 1972. End of Section 22. Recording by Colleen McMahon.